Listen in the dojo and dynamite. Dynamite, put your hand in ring is out of sight. All elite TNT make it feel right. Put your hand all elite, time to unite. One's name Rich, the other Ashley. The number one pod for the whole family. Time to fill your wrestling appetite. Now it's time to start dojo and dynamite. This is Ashley and Rich here with episode 94, part 2, or episode 95, of Dojo and Dynamite. It is Monday, October 11th, and we have returned from Atlantic City. We had a very exciting, very quick weekend, uh, hitting up the casinos and enjoying some GCW. Yeah, we don't actually typically go down to Atlantic City, so... It was that was the second time I've ever been there. The second time I've ever been there. Wow. And I live here. Yeah. Not in Atlantic City, but in New Jersey. It's about two hours, a little over two hour drive. It's not terrible. It's just one of those types of rides where you hit the Pine Barrens and each rest stop's like 36 miles apart and you're like, I gotta pee. No, that's you. That's, that's what I said. I, I, I gotta pee. It's me. Always. Always me. But... The show was kind of fun. I mean, it was an adventure. Kind of fun. It was an absolute blast. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. But it was an adventure. We had seven of us. We went down there. We packed in one car, pretty much. Drove all the way down to the Showboat Hotel, which was a very nice hotel, all things considered. That's where the event was at. It was in some theater. The Carousel Room. Carousel In the Showboat room, Hotel. Yes. It was in the Carousel Room in the Showboat Hotel. The Showboat Hotel is a non-casino hotel, which is kind of cool because you can have all ages. They accept pets, and they have a giant arcade, which I think is really unique because you don't see enough arcades really around this area especially. We don't have those really anymore. No, it was, it was really fun. Your uh, little brother joined us, and he is 17. So it was cool to for him to... Come along to the show. He really loved the death match. He's but not really he... little anymore. But he is. Younger brother. Who's your little brother? <laughs> uh, he's not really little uh, anymore. It's crazy. But you know, he was able to he was able to come along for the weekend and spend time at the arcade. That that was cool. Yeah, and he went to his first ever wrestling show, which was GCW Fight Club. Mox versus Gage. His favorite wrestler of the show was Matt Cardona. That'll get some people. <laughs> things going but he he enjoyed it he thought it was a great time he enjoyed the aspect of gcw which is now as dojo dynamite and death matches go yeah we might need a rebrand i think you know gcw doesn't literally give a shit about what songs they play they don't care so gcw is kind of like part concert as much as it's part wrestling. oh my god they win on theme songs it's it's such a blast like i said you get wrestling you get a little sing-along i mean So he really enjoyed that. He loved that. He loved the theme songs, loved the characters. I mean, he enjoyed all of it. He he enjoyed Matt Cardona, thought he was really, really funny. He thought that the the segment actually should have attacked Chelsea Green, but she didn't. She was, guys, she was right in front of us. We were second row. So we were up up close and personal for the death match, which was super cool, but we had no idea it was her. That was hilarious. Well, there was this fucking guy sitting right in front of me. Wearing like a full fucking Mance Warner cosplay outfit. And he's got this giant face shield on and all this crap. 
And I'm like, why is he wearing that? I figured he's preparing for the blood and, and the glass for the, the main event. I was like, I guess he's just protecting but he himself. But like, he was like covered head to toe. He had gloves on. He had, I mean, he had every, like he was completely covered head to toe. In like Mance Warner cosplay, I mean, it was fine. It was a nice outfit. Like he looked like Mance Warner, but it was just—it was odd. He had a hat on. He had a big full shield. You couldn't see his face. He definitely the the individual caught my attention. Definitely, and he was there early. He was there right in front of me the entire show, and I don't remember exactly what moment it was. And this is part of my little. This is the thing I, I guess I could say is that he maybe he shouldn't have gone up the rampway. There's no ramp in GCW, the entrance way. So he gets up at some point in the show, uh, uh, right before the Cardona. Well, Brett, Brett Lauderdale, Lauderdale was going to make his announcement, and he like goes up the entrance way. Like I see him get up because he's literally sitting right in front of me. I see him get up, and he goes up the entrance way and disappears for a minute. So, you know, go to bathroom, whatever it is, you know, because GCW is not really, they run these smaller venues, so it's it's not really like all the bathrooms and all the things are within the venue, so they usually give you a wristband so you go out, go to the bathroom, or go out, whatever it is, get, a, get, get something to drink, eat, and then you can come back in the room. So he gets up, but it was odd the way that he left, so I thought, well, that's, you know, uh, you don't think about it, right? But you're like, I don't know why he went up that way. He comes back sitting in front of me the whole time, but he's not cheering. Which was really weird. Now. He just sat there. Yeah, which I kind of noticed that he wasn't getting up. And before he was getting up, he was moving around, he was kind of going through his bags. But I, I still never put the pieces together that it wouldn't be the same guy. I never put the pieces together that it wouldn't be the same person. Now, you, you were very observant, though. I missed... It was happening right before because my eyes. I'm observant I because did not I didn't see any of this, this. individual was wearing like the full man's no, I, I full know. hat. Full, I it was know. like it was like this guy is like really ready for this death match. Hell yeah! So they come back. Of course, now it's Chelsea Green sitting in the seat, not really cheering, not moving with anything, not talking to anybody. Well, before, she couldn't because she couldn't. Yeah, because her friends. The the friends would know. The other the people would mates. know. Yeah, I, I think his friend did know. The guy who was originally there. I think his friends did know. But the other people who were sitting next to them, they were, you know, they're hanging out. It's a, bit, it's a social party, social event, right? You know, you're talking, you're hanging out, you're having a good time. They, She wasn't really engaging with them because obviously they would know. So all of a sudden, this guy gets up, runs to the ring, and like pulls Effie's feet to pull him out of the ring. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy just ran the ring. But he turns around, and now in the most appropriate fashion, you can tell this is now a woman. It was not the same person. It was not, it the, was same not person the same person from before. <laughs> because as soon as she pulled his feet, she turns around, and you're like, this is a woman now. This is not the same guy that was here the whole time. So then she gets in the ring and unveils herself as Chelsea Green. And Ashley's like... How did you know it was Chelsea Green? Because she came out and she pulled his feet and she turns around. And she goes, how did you know it was Chelsea Green? I go, because who else could it possibly have I guess, been? yeah. And it was clearly a woman. Yeah. So it had to be Chelsea Green. Who else is going to attack Effie? That doesn't make any sense. No, no, you're right. 
But I thought that was a big match. That was a really good match. And, and Matt Cardona, regardless of what he wants to review online, he's part of his GCW roster because they launched a Hammerstein video. And Cardona is part of the people that are going to attempt to sell Hammerstein Ballroom for GCW in January. What a fucking moment. Oh my god. Not even Moxley, their world champion, was part of the video. But Matt Cardona was, goddamn right. The absolute, the heat that he got is just, it's massive, but it's so much fun. He is, he is doing, like, top-tier shit right now. His GCW run has been something else. Yeah, GCW is going through a transition right now. And you kind of feel it. Obviously, we came in the GCW a little late, so obviously it's GCW talk. But you can kind of tell that I don't know what's going on with RSP. I don't know what's going on with 4-0, but I think they're gone. I think they're kind of done. So, I they don't really talk about them much anymore. They don't really acknowledge them much anymore. You know, it Atticus is on his own. And I think we were talking about the next day. They're doing some, some things they have to do. You have a lot of young guys who have to start to get over. They have their own little faction. Young, dumb, and broke. Is that what it is? Yep, with Jordan Oliver. Yeah, so they have their little group. Atticus is coming out. Gives them something to do because the crowd loves to hate Atticus. Oh, it's fun. He's doing really good shit he's right now, great. too, yeah, but it's great. it's fun to to pick on him or, or to root against him. But what was interesting on um, Saturday especially was the crowd being divided. You had Fuck Ohio combating with Atticus Chance. So that's it's people nice probably from to Ohio. see. People live there, Ashley. Fuck Ohio. Yeah. But, you know, the... the Gotta watch out. The, the crowd the road is, doesn't like that. Um... You know the crowd is getting behind Turn him, and heel. like we said, he's he's doing some really good things right now. But it's it's working. Yeah, the the Atticus story is probably the best that they're doing right now. I mean, in terms of the, you know, when you, when you're booking this, you have a guy who gets nuclear heat, who's a young guy who still needs a lot of matches to grow. He's a deathmatch wrestler. I, I think he's coming along really, really well. But you have a group in Jordan Oliver and Young, Dumb, and Broke that you have to get into some type of story. But who do you find? Where do you where do you put it together? You want to get Atticus away from MDK. You get him involved in a story with these young guys. This is just, you know, that way these guys are going to get cheered because Atticus is so divisive. But primarily he's a bad guy. He attacks him from behind. He does everything traditionally as a heel. He does the skewer thing in the head. Uh, his whole gimmick is basically that he's just a huge piece of shit. So if you can tag this guy, young guy, not tag, but like, you know, team this guy up with this young group, you can get them cheers, you can get them over, you get them exposure, it gives them all experience. This is the right move. Two young two young guys, Jordan Oliver and his group, and you have uh, Atticus on his own. This is the right move for them to go Yeah, forward. no, he wrestled Jordan Oliver on Saturday at Fight Club, um, wrestled Nick Wayne on Sunday at the Aftermath. And I mean, like you said, it's just a bunch of young guys. Which but this is, is the kind of stuff see. that you have to see because GCW sometimes, and again, it, it, it's this is the kind of stuff that we have to deal with all the time. Is that if guys don't show up or you can't get a booking, it's hard to write stories when you don't know who's going to be there. And so you know, you know, Jordan Oliver is going to be there. You know, they're going to be there. You know, Atticus is going to be there. This is a way to do it. You get them involved, front and center. They get a major story, and you're going to get the types of appropriate heat that you're going to get on Atticus, and the appropriate response you're going to get for Jordan Oliver and Young Dumb and Broke because they're green, and sometimes their matches aren't the same as some of the top guys' matches, and they're very talented. But sometimes they're not. But 
you're going to get them cheered. You're going to get them supported because everybody hates Atticus. So this is a yeah, good, but I mean, is a good like way to do it. Like you said, they're so, they're so young. There's so much room to grow, obviously. Um, you just get better with, with time and experience. But I, this is working. I like yeah, it a it's lot. The, it's the right booking. I like the way they did it. It's the right booking. Uh, you know, the Effie thing is big. It's making him bigger. Obviously, Cardona's playing into it. They're feeding into it. Chelsea Green's there, obviously. I don't know what. She's running some She's running some gimmick where she's, like, unhinged or some shit. Oh, well, look, Cardona's working fine. You, you, you set up a potential tag match. Uh, Bussy, Effie, and Ally Catch versus... Cardona and Chelsea Green. Yeah, I mean, th- that's that's there you, you go. have to go in that direction. You got to tell that story. Yeah. So that that's something I think that GCW has to do because they do sometimes, or they do these things sometimes where you just have these death matches for no reason. You have these basically, you have these matches for nothing, for no reason. Why they got there? Why this match is happening? And they do that a lot because hey, who do we have? What extra money do we have? Can we throw? I'm sure this is how the process is. Can we throw these guys in the card? Can we put six way scrambles? But a lot of these matches are for nothing, and they have no context, and they have no story. And I know that that's independent wrestling for you. Again, who you can have, who you can book, who you can pay, who you can afford. But you have these matches that are for nothing. There's no story. They're just thrown together. There has to kind of, if you really want to start getting to that next level, you got to start tightening it up. And you know, you had Shane Mercer versus Yoya. That was a match in the card. You had, you know, you had a lot of these matches that just didn't have much to them in terms of the story. They're entertaining as hell. Uh, but there's no, there's no problem. Yeah, the matches, they're super. As we talked about with uh, All Out Weekend and the Art of War games and Three Cup stuffed. I mean, I've thoroughly enjoyed all of the GCW that we've attended, all that we've been watching um, on television with their with, with their pay per views. I, I think they're doing really good stuff, but. Like you said, yeah, I mean, from a story standpoint. Yeah, I mean, you have Alex Cologne, who's uh, going against SGC, where literally uh, three weeks ago they were on the same team fighting RSP and 440. So I, I don't, I it's it's that kind of stuff. You know, G Ravers fighting these guys in deathmatch. I know they're deathmatch curves. No, it's but... also possible, like with us being so new to GCW, that we, you know, we're probably behind on some of the backstory with certain things. Um yeah, so that and, and in true independent advertising fashion, when you have a guy like Minoru Suzuki, like on Sunday night, he goes up against another guy, you have a star, Joey Janela. He goes up in the main event. It doesn't matter about story. Joey will awesome. create Joey will create the story. He got the promo. He talked about if he was gonna get killed finally by Minoru Suzuki. You know, that's fine. That's all good. That's all good. The match was great. That match was very good. Joey very, very made good. it out alive, but those chops, man. Whew. But but that's the kind of thing where you that's how you advertise independent wrestling. It doesn't matter what the story is. You're getting Minoru Suzuki for the weekend. He's going in the main event. He's going against one of your guys. And you have him against Nick Gage on October 23rd. You have him against Joey Janela on October 10th. You're selling out the... Sh- you know, because you're, you're doing double nights. I mean, Moxley's going to sell out. Moxley Gage is going to sell out. you got to sell that, ne- that next night. Yeah. So you put him in Joey Janela and Minoru Suzuki. Who else is bigger in GCW than Joey Janela and Nick Gage? And Effie. I mean, you know, those are really like your top three, you know, stars. Mance Warner, you know, that's why those guys are going up against the Briscoes. Yeah, that was another huge moment. Unexpected. I feel like I haven't seen the Briscoes in forever. Uh, What, the Manhattan Mayhem, I think, is the last time we saw them back in 2019 against G.O.D. That's the last time we saw them live. Yeah. Yeah. I think we saw, maybe we were watching one of the... uh, Ring of Honor shows or some New Japan stuff. We've we, we probably seen them since. But yeah. I mean, you're talking about Ring of Honor's got to be dead. 
and they're not. I mean, they're 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 in there. I mean, Maria's running the women's division in there. They have new. They have an entirely new crew from top down. Or who you know how they're booking it. Jonathan Gresham's done a great job. It's just man, like if if the Briscoes of Ken, they got to take independent booking. Ring of Honor, I believe. You guys can correct me. I think they closed their doors for the rest of the year. I thought. have not been keeping tabs. So I think I, they're done. That I, I cannot confirm. But because yeah, of, let us because know. Because of COVID issues, restrictions. I mean, they run mostly out of Manhattan, but they've been running out of Baltimore so much that a lot of these places are mandating vaccines in certain regions, certain areas. I don't know if that's affected them. I know, I thought I saw, you guys can correct me, that they closed up until 2022. And if that's the case, maybe that gives these guys the okay to go out onto these other platforms that are considered competition. I would think James, I would think GCW, about to run Hammerstein Ballroom on January 23rd, is now stepping right on their toes. They're walking right into their business and taking their line. Now you can say, look, this isn't competition, two different programs, because they are two different programs. GCW is very much its own entity. Yeah. Deathmatch wrestling, hardcore wrestling, you have over-the-top characters, you have eccentric characters, you have great music, and you have great wrestling. You have luchadors, you have young guys, you have old guys, you have, you have stars, you have outside, you have inside, you know, stars from, I mean, from all over the place, you have international stars. This is all over. It's a big company, people like to go there, they like to wrestle there, it's going to make its own money, it's now on, it's on pay-per-view, of course, but now it's going to a major, major venue, which is a big it's deal, a because deal. it's my favorite venue in the world, it's my favorite venue to go to. Did we talk about this on the podcast recently? I know we talked about it offline, where, like, how huge it would be if they did do Hammerstein and how we're dying to go back. It's such an amazing, intimate venue. It's truly the best. Yeah, it's my favorite venue to be at. So yeah. it always it always was. I mean, watching like ECW One Night Stand was always that place where you we watched it because I was young at the time that, that 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 happened. So it was like, man, I want to run that venue. I want to go there. So I had the opportunity. My first Ring of Honor show I ever went to was in Hammerstein Ballroom. Mm-hmm. It was really my first independent wrestling show I ever went to. Yeah, and I got to see Eddie Edwards versus Davey Richards in the main event for the world title. Nice. Yeah, that was a good match. We saw a lot of good guys. We saw, I think it was the last time that uh, the Kings of Pro Wrestling, isn't that what they were called, right? Kings of Pro Wrestling? Uh, Chris Hero and uh, Claudio Castanoli wrestled together as a tag team, which uh, was unique. I don't remember who they wrestled. I, th- I think it was like Homicide and Rhino. There's a bunch of really good stuff. I mean, it was just, it's crazy to think that I had never been introduced to independent wrestling at that, you know, at that point. And yeah. there's a lot of guys I really, really liked that I got a chance to re- that I watch that day. That was Kevin Steen came back and sold ROH to fuck themselves. And I went to Super Card of Honor 7, our WrestleMania weekend. And that was Jay Briscoe versus Kevin Steen. That was when Jay Briscoe won the title, I believe. Yeah. Huge night. We sat in the upper deck balcony, and it's just it, it. It's one of those places that you fall in love with. We've gone back together for Ring of Honor, New Japan. Um, it's it's amazing. Did he win the championship that night? Maybe he did. I I remember we I went to that. No, it was the year before. Yeah, he did win that night because the next year we ended up going to. I believe was final battle. I can't remember if that was Jay Briscoe versus Adam Cole for the Ring of Honor title in the street fight. Yeah, no, Briscoe, Briscoe won at that yeah. event. 
And it was Adam Cole was versus Briscoe. I went to in uh, Terminal Five. I mean, Ring of Honor was the place, man. It was a fun place to go. We got a chance to go. What was it? 2015, 2016. I think it was 2015. Actually, it was 2015. We got a chance to go and watch AJ Styles and the Young Bucks. We did talk about this. Matt Taven, Adam Cole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to watch yeah. those guys. The main event was Jay Briscoe versus Jay Lethal. Jay versus Jay. Mm-hmm. We got a chance to go with all of our friends. We had like a row of six or seven of us. Yeah. Which was like this. We had a row of seven of us at GCW mm. second row. Dead camera sides. I mean, I'm sure, Ashley, people saw you. I MDK. was in my red bandana repping the gang the only way I know how. Um, what a night. I can't believe that, like, it happened. Like, <laughs> I I know it was only a month ago that they, like, announced it and then we were in Chicago, but, like, it's here. It happened. Now it's over. That's sad. Yeah, but we're going to go to the Nick Gage Invitational. Front row for that. So, get ready, uh, I guess. Absolutely. Let's hope that we don't uh, cut up too bad. We I, had some glass. You brought home some souvenirs. I did. A little barbed wire and a little light tube. But GCW is interesting. I mean, again, it's it's still so raw and indie that you have to advertise. You bring in these big guys to sell these big shows, but you have a lot of guys in your roster that still need to get paid, still need work. So it's just you wonder how they get the stories and where they get the stories from and how they could do a better job maybe. But again, it's not like they have TV. So it's not like they have to write television types of wrestling. People don't really right. care necessarily about the stories, but I guess that's from where I come from. I feel like everybody needs to have a story. Sure. But it's hard to follow when you just jump into something when you don't have that story. But I thought they did an excellent job on YouTube of selling Moxley Nick Gage. Now, I understand well, there's a lot had, of history there, I, too. I know, but, but they were able to go out there. Obviously, we, we had an opportunity to uh, see a bunch of guys. I, we, we saw Nick Mondo, who I believe did a lot of those video packages. He's done an excellent job of doing those video packages. So he had the opportunity, I guess, to, to do the, you know, those together. I mean, if, if you can, I don't know what the price is of Nick Mondo. But I mean, if you could afford to get him around to run some video packages, I mean, you could, you know, you can run these video packages across the board with a lot of guys. It's just simple stuff. But I think on the other side, like you look at it, your your mom and and brother attended with us, and like you said, that was that was your brother's first wrestling event. That was your mom's first wrestling event too. And it was my mom's first wrestling event that she went to with me. Yeah. And last time she went to a wrestling event was probably Oh, that's in the right. She's she's gone. 70s. Yeah. She used to go over to the, the ice rink. Totowa, I think it was Totowa, right? She I used to go to the ice think rink. So. We've got the dusty dusty roads pennant. I have a dusty roads pennant above that, our uh, our door. That's an old pennant. Um, she got it when she went to the ice rink yeah. with her father. But you know, they're they're coming in. They had no idea what GCW was. They're they're going into this blind. They were excited to be to be in the second row in the danger zone for the death match. But you know they're coming in with no experience, and they thoroughly they they had a great time. So without you know they didn't need any story. They were just able to sit back and enjoy the show. And I think that's no, and I think that's why they sometimes they don't have to do that. Yeah, I, I don't know if it would help. You know, we saw Atticus cut some promos. We see him trying to grow as an independent wrestler. He's trying to isolate himself from 440. And I think GCW wants him to do that. Yeah. They want him to be on his own. You see Jimmy Lloyd. Jimmy Lloyd is kind of going on his own. He's his own independent deathmatch guy. He's wrestling guys like Alex Colon in the main event of the next show. It was a great match. Yeah. They're setting up for Akira, who came in here. They're going to wrestle the NGI. They're trying round one. Is that what Alex Colon said? Yep, I believe Alex so, Colon agreed I mean, round one. They're trying mm -hmm. to sell these guys individually. I think they're doing a nice job right now. 
selling. I think that's where the video packages and the promos especially help because you have shows what once or twice a month, give or take. Like you said, there's no TV. So like in the case of Atticus, um, you know, it, it's it's great work that he's been doing with those video packages because it just it gives you something else to kind of latch on to and, 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 and learn about him instead of waiting for the show. And the more he can continue to produce, the more we can see Jordan Oliver, because he got a promo at the end of the show yeah. on Sunday. If The more we can see Jordan Oliver cut these promos, see his group cut these promos, even if you put them on Facebook or YouTube or whatever, the more you can start to produce this stuff. Yeah. And the more promos you get, if it's on if it's on social media, the more promos you get from Atticus, because you like to put your stars. We saw, you know, Ali Catch put a promo up that was on Instagram. You want to put everybody up. You want to you get everybody, 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 because then it makes it so that you're going to the show to see these homegrown guys. I don't call them homegrown, but they are part of the the GCW family. They are, you know, the the intrinsic DNA of the you company. You can relate to them. Who a wrestles bit more. every single week? Jordan Oliver, not Ad- not weekly, but who wrestles every single show? Oliver, Atticus, Starboy, yeah. Dickinson. You know, these are the guys. I mean, Dickinson's been around the block, but these are guys that are there every single show. That they are advertised, they are heavily promoted. I want to see these guys getting full blown stories. Now, Dickinson versus Suzuki is going to happen. Yes, that's going to be with New Japan, New Japan Strong. But they sold that thing. Yeah. Last night. So it, that kind of stuff does work. Now I understand, look, there is that side that maybe I look at it two ways. I look at it both ways. I understand that I don't necessarily want to advertise another company that I'm not making profit off of. I get that. You know, if, if I'm not, I don't know if I want to run the Dickinson promos on my side of the, of the fence, if Dickinson's not going to be making us money. But there's that other side, double-edged sword, right? Is Dickinson going to be drawing audience next time he comes over because you know he wrestles for Game Changer Wrestling? Right. So that's the, I, I've always been kind of on the fence with that kind of shit. You know, it's like, do I want to let you run? Not let, that's not the right word. But do I want to run a promo of you wrestling in a separate company against a separate opponent that has nothing to do with me? It's not going to make me any money. Is it going to put butts in the seats? Are people who are going to be watching New Japan advertise this guy as a game-changer wrestling guy, big-time guy for our company? Do we bring him over? Do we run his promos on our social medias? Do we run his promos on our programming to get the audience to say, hey, this guy's part of GCW, let's get over to GCW? Do you run it that way? That's I, It's just a question. Some people don't want to do that. I understand both sides. I typically didn't, but I did not acknowledge I acknowledge where people came from, where they're from, what championships they've won. Well, that's where their a history whole other was. conversation. But like, you just you have to. It's so stupid to. It's so stupid to ignore the history because that just adds to you. Like, not only does it add to your resume, but like, it just makes you more viable. Like when WWE pretends that certain things don't exist, it's like, but now you're making this person start from scratch, like. Talk about the fact yeah, that they've, make sense. you know what I mean, that they've won these championships sense. or they've wrestled at so and so or in Japan. We talked about and, that. and they do the like same, but they do the same thing from NXT, which is your it's own their company. Same company. It's it's bizarre. It's bizarre. But it's that's, bizarre. We're not we're not here to discuss that. We are here to talk about GCW. Uh, Fight Club opened up with trios action, which was your boy Ninja Mac versus Alex Zane and Leo Rush. Um, yeah, Leo Rush comes back full time for. 
GCW. I mean, he's signed with AEW. He came back. I don't know if he's full time, but he is wrestling there. He, he they got they, a, they he got a Ninja pop, Mac is very pop. special. You love Ninja Mac. Ninja Mac's very, very good. Uh, Gringo Loco was also very good. I got to give him props this past weekend because when you're that close, you're kind of watching the match take place, right? And Gringo is calling this whole match. I mean, he is calling this thing. I mean, he's talking to everybody. He's getting everybody in the right spots. He's catching everybody. That was that big scramble that turned into a seven-person scramble because Thunder Rosa was there. Oh, my God. So, Leo Rush got a huge, huge reaction um, making his return to GCW. But that Thunder Rosa pop, let me tell you guys, I was out of my seat losing (laughs) my absolute mind. Rich, he said you, you couldn't process it at first. Sometimes it's hard. Yeah. Being in the moment like that, One too. of the things, too, is that GCW doesn't have very good sound quality. When you watch the pay-per-views, it sounds like the commentators are kind of far away, and you can barely hear the entrances. Sometimes there's audio issues, yeah. When you're in the show, everything's so fucking loud yeah. that it just kind of sounds like blaring noise. Like, sometimes, this time I could hear Emil. Yeah. But when we were on Sunday, I couldn't hear Emil. On Saturday, I could. It could have also been where, where we were standing, too. But it, it's the, the way that they have, maybe it's the acoustics, the way that they are mic'd up sometimes just doesn't do it justice. And I hope that, you know, there were some chops that Suzuki and Janela had that uh, a lot of guys were popping for that we hope that sounded very good on television. I don't know how it sounded on, on TV, television. but yeah. it was nasty in person. Yeah, they, they were they were impressive. Yeah. The match was very, very, very entertaining. And if you were a fan of Minoru Suzuki, everything that makes Suzuki great was on display in that match. And we were, we had GA on Sunday, so we were standing, kind of, we were being wallflowers, and uh, out by the, the little entranceway, and I got video of Suzuki making his entrance and he like stares into my camera and my soul, and it was intimidating, but also exciting to no, catch he that on meet and camera. Greets. I know there was a lot of people that didn't meet and greet. Our friend uh, got to meet him for the first did, time, yes, which so was that's huge. His favorite wrestler. Um, great moment. But it, but all in all, Atlantic City was a really good venue for the local. You, know, you have the boardwalk, you have the casinos. It's not Las Vegas. But the casinos are clean. They were fun. I mean, Hard Rock was great. You know, they have a lot of food options. It, it, it was a good time. So, I mean, to be able to go down there and to see guys like Minoru Suzuki and then to get back to Thunder Rosa, to see Thunder Rosa in a, in that major, major match. Dude, she's so fucking awesome. And that was that was just a really cool moment. And it's something that resonated with your mom. Um, you know, we were talking about the show afterwards and... Um, you know, talking about the podcast and like our, our engagements and, and how we were going to record. And we, you know, we got on the topic of Thunder Rosa and your mom was like, that was really cool. Like that was huge. And, you know, I think just being, being a woman and seeing like someone of her status and power, like come out and kick ass like that, like that resonated with your mom, which I think and is really special. Of course, you had the AEW part, you have the, the GCW part yeah. you're covering this type of thing. So, you know, it, it's, it's the crossover and, you know, you have Thunder Rosa, you book her. I don't know how much she costs, but I mean, you ran the venue, you broke the record. Thunder Rosa comes out, crowd loves it. She goes, she works everywhere. I mean, she has been all over the place. She takes every booking. I mean, she loves this business. She loves doing what she's doing because if she didn't love it, she wouldn't be doing what she's doing. She loves what she's doing. 
And she had, she was a great, great, it was a great match. She had a great showing. But like I said, Gringo Loco called that. He made sure that everybody was in the right spot, especially even for Thunder Rosa, made sure everybody was in the right spot to catch her on a bunch of those dives. He was as professional as it gets. And sometimes you wonder, and this is what really gives you appreciation. Sometimes you wonder when you go into a match, why is this guy in this match? Why is this person in this match? And let's say it's AEW, obviously it's bigger scale. But why, you know, obviously, of course, you had that big six-man ladder match, eight-man ladder match, whatever that casino match was. I don't know how many people there were. Eight men? Uh, six plus the Joker, I think? Yeah, seven? So, okay, so seven men, whatever it is. And, you know, sometimes you wonder, well, why is Matt Hardy in there? Well, how many ladder matches have these guys had? Yeah, multi-man? like, why would you put it that way? Why would you not have him in this? You think about it from, from an actual wrestling standpoint, from a company standpoint. Has Orange Cassidy had multi-men ladder matches on television before? Right. Probably not. How many has Pac had? Maybe a handful. How many has Adam Page had? Probably zero. Right. Look at the resume. I mean, Matt Hardy wins. Like, in you terms Moxley of, in there. of experience there. You, right, you have Moxley in there. You get Matt Hardy in there. Because, again, you can't have one guy calling everything. You kind of have to have two guys in there, you know, because there's different sides, people all over different parts of the ring, making sure people don't miss their spots. That's why Matt Hardy's there. And then, of course, he gets a couple spots to get himself over. But Matt Hardy is valuable to that match. Yeah. And, like, that's what that's the thing. Is you got to think about sometimes like that. Think about that. They like to sell it on commentary that there's an experience of this person in the match. But the experience of this person is to make sure this match flows right. Make sure that all the spots get done right. Make sure all the bumps get taken correctly. Make sure the TV spots get done right. Yeah. That's why he's in there. Well, that's us taking a more, like, behind-the-scenes uh, approach, too. But you, you, you said it with where we've been sitting and I, I definitely noticed that too like being up close I feel like I'm as much as I'm enjoying the action I feel like I'm studying the wrestling and I feel like I'm learning more about well just by business. being just, just by being there and, and you appreciate it yeah and you understand it and you don't expose it you no I've it. I'm, not I've, gonna, I'm not gonna tell you the hints of the trade here <laughs> no I've I've enjoyed it though I feel like I've learned a lot and I'm appreciative of that uh, overall, though, the event was a lot of fun, and I, I recommend it to a lot of people. If you get a chance, they go to Detroit often, they go to L.A., they go to Chicago. I know that they run in Philadelphia, they run New Jersey. It, whenever you guys get a chance, check out GCW. You're going to see a lot of these, uh, obviously, you're going to have a lot of unique characters. you got a lot of young guys, a lot of veterans, but you have a very tight nucleus, core, of individuals who are building themselves into something. But also a very diehard, hardcore fan base. And it's, it's, they're getting bigger and that's great to see, but it's very intimate and it's been a really cool experience. And we haven't even talked about, you know, the match of the weekend, John Moxley versus Nick Gage for the GCW World Championship. And that's what we were all here for. Yeah. And that's the thing that sometimes what happens is that you know you have all these eyeballs because Nick Gage is going to fight John Moxley. And I did hear something happen to the stream. Oh, no. Yeah, I, I did hear that at the, they didn't see the end of the match. Oh, shit. Yeah. Apparently, like, that happened. That's what I heard. So, regardless, you what's what happens when so many eyeballs are tuning in? Yeah. Sometimes you can't handle the, in, the immediate influx to try to watch the main event. But you have Moxley versus Gage. That's the only thing that I kind of was throwing out with these stories, is that you want to promote the guys that are are your nucleus. I get those words out. So, like, you know, you have Effie against Cardona. That's a big match. But you have SGC, AJ Gray, which is, you want to get these guys out there. So, SGC, NH, no. 
SGC is AJ Gray, right? Are they all the same thing? It's not SGC with AJ Gray. Yes, he's, he's he's part of SGC. Yes. Okay, so you have SGC six man crew, six man group against Alex Colon, G Raver, and Akira. Mm-hmm. Is this the best spotlight for your nucleus of guys? Is this the best spotlight for AJ Gray to have a match that had no story or no build to the biggest card? And I'm not questioning the booking. I'm really not. It, because the, it was fine. You still had Alice Cologne, G. Raver, your big guys. Akira's going to be in that. These guys are going to be in that Nick Age Invitational. I'm sure. I'm sure Mance Warner's going to be in it. I'm sure, of course, Alice Cologne's going to be in it. Akira, they already advertised that. Jimmy Lloyd. Mm-hmm. G. Raver. I'm sure these guys are all going to be in it. But what I mean by that is it was kind of a throwaway in a, in, in a way. Now, I'm not saying you got to build to something, but it, it didn't feel it just was... You know, they're thrown on a card, and they're said, here you go. I don't know. Maybe that was me. I don't know. That, that was just kind of where I thought maybe they could have capitalized a little bit better on building up some of the other stories to captivate that it's not just kind of like a two-match card, like a one-match card. No, Effie Cardona's a big match. I thought I felt like that was a big match. They did a lot of work to promote that big match. That's what made it feel that like was, a big Yeah, match. that was fun to follow and I'm along not, I'm with. not faulting GCW here. I'm not really faulting anybody. I'm, I'm just wondering if there's ways that maybe if they were trying to do some of those, like, if it's on their own, I'm, again, I, this is not being critical or negative. It's just, I would, I think it would have felt stronger to say, hey, you know, you got a big SGC match. You have this, you know, you have this big Effie match. You have this big Nick Gage match. You have, you know, of course, you had Alex Zane and Leo Rush and Ninja Mac, which felt big. Those are three big stars, and they all, they all had a great match against each other. And obviously, you want to have surprises, Thunder Rosa, Leo Rush, the Briscoes. But this was a major, major, major pay-per-view, and it felt like it. It felt like it. You had major debuts, major stars. You know, it, it felt like it. I just wonder if maybe there were ways that they could have enhanced maybe the the feeling of the match, not the quality, where it didn't feel like, oh yeah, we're just waiting to get to Nick Gage. That's all. Because they filled it in. They filled in the spots. You had the yeah. Briscoes show up, felt like a really big moment. Thunder Rosa made that scramble well, the feel show like a big even, moment. The show started with surprise because Leo Rush was announced to appear. We started off with Alex Zane versus Ninja Mac. And then... Rush comes out and it turns into the triple threat. Yeah, so, I mean, Ninja that... Mac is outstanding. Alex Zane, of course, is very, very good. Leo Rush is very, very good. I mean, these guys are three top tier. Sure, absolutely. In this business and what they do. And I so think it's the, a big in, match. In that respect, the pacing, you know, you had a surprise there. Then you had Thunder Rosa. Then you had the Briscoes coming out. And so, I mean, they there were a lot of interjections that kind of popped the excitement uh Coupled with the action that was already good to begin with. But then you kind of have a match like Yo-Yo versus Shane Mercer for nothing. And you're like, I understand it's for nothing, but there was nothing to it. Did Yo-Yo disrespect Shane Mercer? Was there something that, you know, or or was it just, hey, Shane's going to be on the card today. Who do we have that we can work with him? And is there anything we could do to kind of sell that? And that, that, I, and I totally get that too. If that's the case, I totally get that. There's nothing you could do about that. That's the best we can do is just being able to put that together. But it's it's just kind of, hey, you know, we're going to pay just, this guy to work. You're looking for more story. I'm, I'm looking for more story because I think it would help sell the cards better. But sometimes the, the matches, besides the main headlines, um, don't come together until... 
like this this show sold out before the rest of the card was announced that's but that's that's why i feel like that's why you know you're gonna have a major set of people here can we get some more to the card in terms of the known action of stories of progress of something that you know is going to happen if there's some type of like back and forth between it like the way effie and cardona did that you can sell it to say hey this is a big match and i just felt like a lot of them they just they were not throwaways and i don't mean it again i'm trying not to be disrespectful here they're not throwaways because i understand the difficulties of booking but could they could have things have gone differently to make them feel bigger so that the the card itself wasn't all Effie Cardona Gage Moxley. That's all. Because you had all those surprises and that 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 sells your point. I mean you're watching the show, you're enjoying it, and I think it was uh Sean Ross Sapp, right? I think he tweeted that the the Forbidden Door is really just GCW. I, to so I saw that tweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what it was. I mean, that's why I said, is, is Ring of Honor on life support? Because, I mean, the Briscoes have been as loyal to Ring of Honor as anybody has been to a company in I mean, The Undertaker, right? I mean, they're the Undertaker of the Indies because they never left Ring of Honor. And now they're in GCW working shows, and they're going to be working major pay-per-view, I'm sure. And what's left for Ring of Honor? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what they have left. Jonathan Gresham is really the only guy, Jay Lethal... Shane Taylor's got a group that's been doing well. Bandito's great. I mean, Roosh is great. Dragon Lee, I don't know if they're signed. I heard that Roosh's contract is, like, up. I mean, they're great wrestlers. I mean, you had that situation, what was it, last year? You had the situation with Marty Skrull that kind of... Because he was, he was in control there, and then that kind of went out of that, that loss. So they had to take a step back out of that situation. So they had to kind of, like, reboot you know, kind of get new people in charge, new organizational structure, I guess, direction for what the organization was going to be. They brought back the pure title. Uh, somebody else just won it. They have really great talent. I just, I, I don't know. It's, they've stayed alive for a long time, and I, I think they will continue to do so. But it, I just, I hope that they can get back to where, and then they still have great wrestlers, like I said. I just hope that they can get back and that this isn't one of those, like, death blows where it's like, you know, your biggest stars are gone. Because, I mean, the Briscoes and Ring of Honor go hand-in-hand. Hand. So, I mean, I hope that they maybe it's just one of those things where, hey, they're not running until 2022. Can you have the Briscoes working outside events to make some money while they're closed? And then you kind of got the other side of it. I mean, GCW's coming for blood now. You know, there was a lot of negativity around that company. You know, that they were just backyarders, it's death matches, it's smut, and, you know, it's, it's, it's none of that, none of that, none of that. Well, I think you can vouch to that, too. Like, you had one opinion. We both sort of did. I've been trying to get you to go to GCW shows for uh, quite some time here. But, you know, we had a certain idea of how it was from one of our friends. Yeah, I think there was a there was kind of like a negative stigma that surrounded GCW, I think, on the outside skirts. And I don't think that, that that's not warranted at all. No, we had you know, just some talk in our, our group had kind of formed our thoughts one way, but now that we've, you know, kind of dove... Well, you have to experience things for yourself. Yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't say that. I mean, look, we used to go to CZW shows. I said that. We went to Tournament of Death. Nobody wanted to go with me. I kind of dragged everybody there. 
but nobody wanted to support it. It was tough. It was tough. And it was like, you know, okay, guess we're not watching that. You know, Ring of Honor was another one of those things. But, you know, again, same friends that don't want to go to Tournament of Death, didn't want to do that, but were pushing us to go to Ring of Honor every week. We did it. I went to all the Ring of Honor shows. But it was, you know, I, I, I do enjoy hardcore wrestling. I do enjoy death matches. So I do appreciate now that those individuals are coming with us to the GCW events. Yes. It's been fun. But back to Mox versus Gage. Loved it. I thought it was one of the best death matches I've seen in terms of what they built to. Yeah. They had a story between two guys, long term. It doesn't even have to be booked. You just let it let it write itself. Yeah. And you let Moxley and Gage decide what they want to do. They open up with the old cheap pop. I mean, I call it that, but it's like the attack before the start. That's yep, always a way to get the fans over. Middle you know? of Mox's um, entrance or, or announced being announced by MLJ. Gage hits him with the light tubes. Uh, I mean, it was it, it was cool to see like up front to be so close. And it was a full blown death match. Yeah. Moxley pulled no punches. It was all it was go. And, and then Jericho and Gage had a good match on television. Yes. This was like the Cardona. This was the full blown. You're coming to Nick Gage's world. You're yeah. coming to GCW. You're putting on a death match. Yeah. And Moxley was all in on it. Hell yeah. As he should be. As he loves. It's what he did. So, I mean, he did it. They they went full out on the pizza cutter spot. They did, I mean, they did the whole thing. It was a great match. They had a good ending. It was a uh, death rider or whatever the hell he calls that fucking thing from the top rope. Whatever it was. He put him through the fucking thing, pinned him Paradigm clean. Paradigm shift? Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Puts him right in the middle of the ring, pins him clean. And he retains. And Which mean, is needed. Yeah. Because I think if GCW wants to sell Hammerstein Ballroom, you gotta do it with John Moxley. So what, you think we get round two? Mox Gage and Hammerstein? Because Nick, uh, when he ended the show and was addressing the crowd, I mean, he he promised to bring that belt back home, and it feels like you know he's 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 got to get it at some point. So, are we looking at another couple months of this Mox reign? Do we get Mox in the NGI? I'm gonna ask a more important question: What are they allowed to do in New York City? I don't know if they're allowed to have death matches like that. New York City has different regulations. If anybody knows the answer to this question, because I do not know, but I feel like I know that in New York City, I believe you have to have a guardrail. I believe that you have to have mats. Like there are regulations that New York City has that a lot of other states don't. So, so we've seen I don't, street fights. Like we saw the, the New York sure, City street yeah, you fights. Could do so that, but are they allowed to use light bulbs? Are they allowed to have a full-blown death match? I don't know. The ultra-violent, I guess, at the end of the day. I don't know what they're allowed to do technically within New York City. If, if anybody can let me know, I, I'm just, I know that they're a stickler and they're a pain in the ass. So what can they do within the city limits that, can they do full-blown death matches? And if they can, hey, you know, because remember the whole Maryland Athletic Commission, you're not allowed to blade? Remember that thing? Yeah, I, I know that was a disaster. That was a situation. So, I mean, again, it's one of those things. What are you allowed to do? What aren't you allowed to do? So... I guess we'll find out. Maybe we can look it up. Maybe somebody will know. Listen to the podcast. Yeah. 
But all around props, I mean, congratulations, GCW. Successful weekend. I thought they nailed it. I thought they did everything exceptionally well. I think their Saturday and their Sunday was very good. I thought the entire crew was great. They did a great job of making sure everybody was safe. I thought they did a great job of making sure all the music was done right. The entrances were good. The surprises were excellent. I thought the entire show ran without a hitch. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was a good location. If anybody's going to be around, Atlantic City is a lot of fun. Spend a day, a night there, whatever it is. You have a good time. You can gamble. There's a lot of restaurants, a lot of places to go, boardwalk. It was fun. It was a good time considering it was October and it was 70 degrees. It was good weather. My only complaint was that I couldn't find a fucking funnel cake. Every place was closed. That did happen, yeah. There were no funnel cake places open. So that was upsetting. But aside from that, no, it was, it was the first time on the boardwalk. Super cool. Got to go to the beach. Uh, it was windy as all hell, but I got to see the ocean. We took some nice pictures. Um, and the showboat is right next to the Hard Rock Hotel. So that was fun to be able to hop over, hit up some of the slot machines, go back to the show, uh, play around in the arcade. I mean, th- there was a lot to do. Uh, yeah, and if anybody was concerned whether or not you could, like, you know, gamble, it was right next door. Yeah. But it took precedent on the whole weekend. You saw a bunch of friends. You saw some people that you've known online, met online, whatever, a bunch of people. Yeah, no, it was really, really cool to meet up with, with people and just... And this came after Rampage on Friday as we kind of go back to oh, yeah. AEW because we kind of talk about it. Again, it's one of those things. I mean, Moxley Gage was a big deal. Felt like a big deal. He yeah. knew it was going to be a big deal. And it, right now, and this is just me, it's opinion from mine, and you, people can disagree, and that's fine. Rampage is not must-see. It's not must-watch. It doesn't really entertain me. It feels like dark. And it's not in the same way that it is dark. I mean, they they did a couple in the beginning that were very, very entertaining. These shows are missing right now. And I liked the Brian-Nick Jackson match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daniel Garcia and CM Punk had a great wrestling match. Yeah. They really did. They had a great wrestling match. I couldn't tell you what else happened. It's been three days, and I, st- I could not tell you another thing on the card. Mm, the Acclaimed versus the Lucha Bros. Yeah, that did happen. Don't Sky remember it. Sky Blue versus Jade. A match that should be on Dark. And then I think there was... Oh, the FTW match. FTW Championship match. Oh, oh that's right. That match was pretty good. I thought I that they did a nice job didn't of... didn't watch much Rampage because I was packing, but... But it, that, that kind of sums it up. Yeah. You wouldn't miss Dynamite for the world. You're not going to pack during Dynamite. But Rampage doesn't come, doesn't take the president. But that match was actually really good. Ricky Starks versus Brian Cage avenged, I would say avenged. It, it took back what they lost the first time. The first one was just weird. Discombobulated, crowd didn't care. You know, they, they, they didn't have the spots lined up right. The timing was off a little bit. And Starks retains. Yeah, don't, don't forget, and Starks does retain. So I don't know what the hell happens to Brian Cage. I mean, is he done? Is he gone? I don't know. I I would. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he should be. I don't mean it that way. Maybe better for him. Because for some reason, Brian Cage isn't working in AEW. And Brian Cage is a great wrestler. He's a big star. I think he's super athletic. I The Indies, Impact, GCW, I mean, these guys could use him. For sure. I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a great worker. He's a great wrestler. I like Brian Cage a lot. I just, for some reason, in AEW... I'm not again. I'm not going to go out that that's not correct. I don't believe in this type of thing. It's not that he's not treated right. That's that's incorrect. Brian Cage was given a lot. 
Brian Cage has been treated well. He's been treated like a top priority. He's part of Team Taz. He's FTW champion. He had a championship match, I believe, against John Moxley, didn't he? He won that that uh, battle, that that ladder match, mm-hmm. casino thing. There is nothing wrong with a Brian Cage. There's nothing wrong with his booking. Something just doesn't fit. Yeah. Doesn't mesh with the roster well. Just doesn't click. But this match was good. They had a good street fight. Ricky the Blade. You know, he threw him in the corner. A chair was stiff. Took a couple uh, garbage can shots to the head. This match was very good. This was this was one of the better matches that, uh, you know, I mean, Ricky Starks has had some good matches. Obviously, been banged up. But this is one of the better matches recently of Brian Cage. But, uh, but I'm with you on that. With the, the loss by Cage, yeah, w- what's to come for him? I, this I loss know. by Cage feels like, it felt like, and this is me, it felt like this is the end of Brian yeah. Cage. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I agree. It does have that feeling around it because I I don't know what else there is, and I mean, listen, it might not be. No, but, and if I'm Cage, look, this is just between you know us and the podcast. If I'm Cage, and AW wants me around, wants to pay me still, but lets me go do outside stuff. Maybe doesn't need me right now. Maybe that's the way I go. But if it's look. Hey, you're not going to get used, not going to get paid, but you're tied up. You can't make these things. Maybe it's better if Brian goes outside. But you got to be done with Team Taz. Yeah, definitely done like, with Team Taz. That's, yeah. that's got to be no more. Maybe, so. maybe you can tag with somebody. It's possible. Maybe they can get him out. I mean, look, the TNT Championship's available. Maybe you can stay. We'll see how we... Let's see him Different fight direction, like... Different maybe, yeah. I mean, let's see him fight like Sammy Guevara and see how that turns out. I, I, I want Brian Cage to be successful. And I think that this match with Ricky Stark showed the guy can wrestle. And I like I liked him oh, for a no long doubt. time. The guy can wrestle. But where does he go? What does he do? I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll find out. Yes, yes, we will. But with that, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, hope you're doing well and staying safe. We are at Dojo and Dynamite on Twitter, at Dojo and Dynamite on Instagram, dynamite at gmail.com. And we will be back next week because we've got a Saturday Night Dynamite. No Wednesday Night Dynamite this week. But we'll be back next week with another episode. Thanks, guys.